you have your Bibles open to Isaiah chapter number 40. I've been preaching through Isaiah and uh, we kind of got hung up on chapter 40. Of course, I told you I would and I forewarned you about that. And I, I trust that it's been a blessing to you already. Look with me, please, as we're going to le- read the last few verses of Isaiah 40 this morning. And but ju- let me just read that beginning, if you will, please look with me at verse 28. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God... The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There's no searching of his understanding. Did you know that God never gets tired? The only time you know of God being tired is when God was incarnate in human flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. And the Bible said that he, as he carried that cross, he fell beneath the load of that cross. And isn't that something? We think about that and what he did for us. I think about that old song that I believe George Beverly Shea used to sing about the cross was so heavy. He fell beneath the load and he bore our sins in his own body on the tree. But God's not tired. He's not weary. I mean, he's, he's just 24-7. He's always vigilant. The God of Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. Do you know that? And he's always watching. He's always there for you. Always the fellowship with you. But notice what he says in verse number 29. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. I want you to bow with me for prayer. And as you're praying this morning, I want you to remember to pray for Ms. Delores Benson. Keep Ms. Delores in your prayers, please. And and Mr. Jerry Sherwood especially. Jerry had a stint on Friday. And so please remember to pray for him and as he's recovering and ask God's blessing on him. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you and praise you for your mercy and grace. And God, for the very special request that Brother Doug shared with us a while ago, a young man in regard to his family. And God, you know that need. And I pray, God, that you'd meet that need. I pray, God, this morning that you'd make yourself real. Our Father, there are people here this morning who are weary and tired. Our Father, not only physically, some physically, but many spiritually and emotionally and morally, God, just drained. I pray, God, the Holy Ghost, our Father, this morning, help us to learn how to be eagle saints. I pray, God, for that quickening power of the Holy Ghost of God on me. God, I confess before you this morning, there's no good thing in me. Now, Father, apart from your Holy Spirit, apart from the work of God in my heart and life this morning, nothing of eternal consequence to take place. And I pray, God, this morning that, God, you'd speak to hearts. I do want to thank you for the, June, for the teen camp. Thank you for all the faithful workers and laborers there. Thank you, Lord, for the one who trusted Christ and for the blessings, God, of others and how you worked in their lives. And I pray, God, you'd raise up our Father in this church and churches across this country, teenagers who will live for Jesus. And God, I'll thank you and praise you. Now, God, speak to our hearts here now, and we'll give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's a wonderful passage of scripture. I want to preach to you for just a few minutes this morning about eagle saints. I was thinking about over the years I've pastored. I've pastored a few mockingbirds. Um, you know, mockingbird is, is he just, he just, he's always, you know, 
mimicking, saying another thing, another thing. And, you know, sometimes you have parrots, you know, talk, talk, talk. I was talking to Brother Gary Wood this morning, uh, or yesterday it was, and he's talking about the different things, ways of communication now, uh, you know, all, all the high speed of the Internet and all those things. But he said there's nothing still works faster than a Baptist telephone. Did you know that? If there's a problem, boy, they'll die. And that leads me to say not only have I passed a few mockingbirds, a few parrots, but I have passed a few buzzards over the years. But I'm preaching this morning on eagle saints, eagle saints. It says this passage of scripture that if you wait on the Lord, you can mount up on wings as eagles. Now, why would he say that? Look at this passage of scripture. He's talking about the reason for the renewal, the reason that we need to be renewed. Notice what he says in this passage of scripture. He said this, that he's even, he said in verse number nine, hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There's no searching of his understanding. Notice this, he giveth faint, uh, power to the faint and him have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be, and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Why is it? That we have so many people who are weary and tired. I mean, weary and tired. Well, the Bible said in the last days, Satan will come down with great wrath. The Bible said he'll come down, he'll wear out the saints. You find that verse in the Bible, draw a circle around. That'd be a blessing. I hear people saying all the time, man, I'm wore out. I'm give out. I said, well, Satan's been working on you. And he does. He wears us out physically. Do you know that when you get down physically... You have a tendency to get down spiritually. I know some great saints of God who love God and are faithful to the Lord. But they have not only just because of exhaustion, labor, but because of prolonged illnesses. I mean, when you live so long with pain and agony. I, I saw Brother Burke getting out of the car this morning. He and Sister Burke celebrating 66, 66 years of marriage. I'm, I'm only 62. And I'm like Brother Farrell Osmond said. He said, I can't hardly wait to wake up every morning to see what's hurting. And how many of you can say amen to that? Uh, wake up every morning just to see what's going to hurt next. And I was thinking, here's Brother Burke. And I wonder, you know, when I get to be that age, if God bless me to live that long, what's going to be hurting on me? Amen. But, you know, it, all of us get weary. But, you know, when you, when you have suffered so long as a saint of God, it, it, it just drains you spiritually, doesn't it? And, and not only the physical weariness and not only that, that uh, aspect of the pain and prolonged illnesses, but battle wearies you, doesn't it? People have, have battle fatigue. And when you've been involved in the battle so long, I mean, and I've been at it a while myself, and uh, not, not, not nearly as long as Brother LG and Preacher Burke, but I've been at it a little while. And when you, and when you're, you're a preacher or a pastor, it's 24 seven, seven days a week, you know, all the time. And there's always spiritual battles and always other things going on. But it's not just preachers, it's every saint of God. And you're going through spiritual battle and it makes you weary. And how are you, how are you gonna, now notice what he said. He said, even the young men will fall and they'll faint. The youths will do that. And he wants us to understand this, that the battle's not ours, it's the Lord. And we can't have any confidence in, the, in our own flesh. Some of us have got a few miles on us now. But you can't serve the Lord like that. I remember Brother Abel Rogers telling me years ago, he said the old-time Puritans, when they looked at a person who was involved in ministry, in young men, they looked for wisdom. And in old men, they looked for zeal. 
Because God the Holy Ghost has to give wisdom to young men. And God the Holy Ghost has to give zeal to older men. God has to quicken their bodies. And he said this in this passage of scripture. That, that he is able to do that. He's able to give us that that we need. Now, I, many people in this building, many people sound of my voice are weary. You've been fighting the battles, spiritual battles in your family, in your home, in your marriage. And uh, you're just weary, tired. I, I had a friend down in Florida, was a member of my church, and we were studying about the about Bible prophets and got to the millennium. He said, man, that's what I'm looking forward to. He said, I'm looking for that thousand-year millennium. I'm looking for that thousand years of rest. He said, I'm not lazy. I'm just tired. I can't hardly wait for that thousand years of rest. And boy, it's coming one of these days. My dear friend, God, the Holy Ghost wants to invigorate us. The battle's not ours, it's the Lord. And notice this interesting way he says that you and I could live as believers. He said, but they, look at verse number 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. In your spiritual battle, in, your, in all that you go through physically, emotionally, every other way, when, and you're tired and weary, there is a renewing strength of the Holy Ghost of God that you can have. He makes that promise to you. You can have that, that infilling, that renewing of power from the Holy Spirit of God. How does it come? How does it come? He said, they that wait upon the Lord. Now, does that mean that you sit around and read your Bible? Does that mean that you sit around and pray? Does that mean that you just attend the services and wait while the preacher preaches? Well, all those things certainly are good and important. But that's not what that word wait means at all. It has nothing to do with a time element. And it's not a, not a period of time. It's not like you go to the doctor's office and you have to wait. It's not like you guys are waiting for your wife and all those things. It doesn't, it doesn't mean a time frame at all. But it has to do with a reliance. They that wait upon the Lord. It, ha- it is this meaning. It means those who are willing to cast their self on the Lord completely without any reservations. It is those who will rely on him without any doubt. It's those who will put their complete confidence in him. Those who will come to him and say, Lord, I can't do this. I cannot go another step. I can't keep on going. I can't keep on serving. I can't keep on ministering. God, I can't keep on these pressures. And it it means that you come to him and say, Lord, here I am. And you you put your complete rest in him. You just completely lay on him. You you take all the weight off you, all the burden off you, all the care off you, all the weariness off of you. And you lay in his arms. I, I had one of our members. And, and this is a visual picture I have in mind that, this, that it, it was precious to me. She's a grown lady. She's married. And uh, she's going through a lot of tough times. And he, he said she came in one day and she said, Daddy, I just need to sit in your lap and let you hold me like you did when you was a little girl. And you know what? Spiritually speaking, that's exactly what that's talking about. It's talking about when you come to your heavenly father and you crawl up in his lap and he holds you close to himself. He said, if you'll wait on him, if you'll come, if you'll come and completely rely on him, he'll, he'll give you, renew your strength. And it goes on and says this. Now, here's the evidence of that. The evidence of that, if you, if you completely rely on him, if you completely yielded to him, this is going to be the results. 
This is going to be the results. Now, a lot of people say, I bet I'm a trust in the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord. But where's the renewal of strength? Where's the vitality? Where's the excitement? Where's the desire to serve God? Now, I'm going to tell you something. For every one of us, this is not something you do about twice a year. This is something you've got to have to learn to do every day. You're going to have to learn to do it many times a day because there'll be a time, a lot of times you just feel like throwing in the tile and giving up. I was talking to my wife. Uh, we were going somewhere the other day and Andrew was reading this little thing, all kind of questions in it. Came from the, um, somewhere. But anyway, it was, you know, about different, asking different questions. But one question was, if you could have any superhuman strength, which one would you want? And so he's asking us that, you know, superhuman strength, which one would you want? And I said, I wish I could fly. Man, I, I, I watched Superman fly, boy, boy, he's gone. And don't, have you ever wished that? I wish I could fly. And my wife looked at me and she said, why would you wish you could fly? I said, because I wouldn't have to drive to Florida. I would have to drive to Virginia. I could just take off and go. I said, but you know, David had that same thought. But David, for a different reason. He said, oh, that I had wings as a dove. Then I'd fly away. And sometimes you just feel like leaving. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you feel like just, just get away from everything and everybody. Sometimes you feel like that. But that's, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about if you wait on the Lord, he'll give you strength and he'll give you your mount up wings of an eagle. And not to flee away, but to serve and to be a blessing and to be blessed. God will give you that. God will help you to stay in the fight. God will help you to keep on going. God, God will give you exactly what you need for your marriage and for your home and for your family and for your, your Christian life. If you'll do that. He said this, he chose of all the creation he could have chose, he chose the eagle. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you, I don't know, two or three messages about the eagle. And this morning's just kind of introductory and I'm going to just share a few things with you. But did you know, June of 1782, our country adopted the eagle as our national symbol. I was talking this morning with Jimmy about our, our veteran service coming up. I'm looking forward to that. And, and they did a great job last year. We recognized all of our veterans and veterans that weekend. And, uh, but we chose, our nation chose that eagle. Now, some, some wanted to choose another one. I, I think Thomas Jefferson or, or Benjamin Franklin wanted to choose the turkey. And uh, because it, it, you know, it was so important to our early, co- uh, uh, our early colonies and providing for their families. But the eagle is a symbol of, of, of pride and strength. And he said, if you, if you wait on the Lord, he said, you can mount up on eagle's wings. Eagle's wing. Now you think about the wings of an eagle. Did you know that an eagle's wings, he has a seven foot wing spread. Huge bird. He has such great power that he's the only bird that can fly completely out of sight. They can get complete out of vision of a human eye. An eagle can fly 150 miles an hour. You believe that? And, and, but the thing about it, it it's not... It's not his in, instinctive power. It's not his God-given power that he's referring to here. He said, you'll mount up on wings as eagles and fly. Because you see, you, bird, uh, an eagle is a unique bird. Several years ago, I had a brother Paul Osborne, who was a, uh, uh, the chief of police down at Caswell Beach, told me about the hurricane. And in the midst of the birds are still singing, I, I tell about it. And I tell about how that they evacuated the island. And Paul, that night, the storm that was supposed to come in didn't come in. The hurricane was sitting off our coast. It never came on shore. 
And he went back on the island the next morning, just make sure there were no looters and everything. And as he rode around the island, he came back by the police station and he called his two deputies to come and help him onboard the sheriff's department. And he said, the storm's not coming on the island. And they said, well, it's still sitting out there in the Atlantic. It's going to come on shore. They said it may come in. He said, I don't know where it's going, but it's not coming on shore. And the reason he said that, when they got down, he showed them. He said, look at all these birds. He said, I've lived here for long enough to know that if there's a storm coming, birds fly away from the storm. That is every bird except the eagle. Eagles don't flee from a storm. They welcome a storm. Isn't that weird? I mean, of all the birds that God ever created, an eagle is the only one who welcomes the storm. He'll get on a high perch on a cliff up in a tree. And he'll turn and he'll face toward the wind as it's coming toward him. And he stands there and, 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 and almost at attention. That great breast, beautiful white head, great plumage and seven, week, uh, seven feet wing spread. And the storm will begin to come. And the leaves will be whirling. And he's standing. The wind is coming and coming and coming and coming. And everything else is taken, going for high ground. Everything else running for cover, but not the eagle. He welcomes the storm. He can't hardly wait till it gets there. And when the, that burst of wind comes, and, and you know, you, you've been out in the yard and you can feel it as it begins to build. And boy, after a while, boy, the winds are blowing. The lawn chairs are going everywhere and everything's going. That's what the, the eagle relishes that. Because when that force of that wind, initial force of that wind comes in, he sets his wings and lifts up. Now, you know, there are recorded instances of, in hurricanes of them seeing eagles in a hurricane almost motionless, riding above the storm, just sitting there watching the hurricane. Boy, does that give you something? That gives me a little something. I mean, when the storm comes, that eagle doesn't run from the storm. He doesn't try to find a place to run and hide. He doesn't try to get away from it. He welcomes it because he knows God put something in him, giving him an ability that the, bear, the, the mockingbird doesn't have, that the little sparrow doesn't have. Boy, he, he, he sets those wings. And when the storm comes, it doesn't beat him down. It lifts him higher. My dear friend, let me tell you something. A storm in your life is going to do one of two things. You can either set your wings and it'll lift you higher or to set limitations on you and it'll push you down. My dear friend, the eagle welcomes that. And he said, if you wait on the Lord, I mean, listen, just trust him completely. When the storm comes, when the hard times come, when the difficulties come, you, got, you just got to get close to him. Crawl up in his lap and say, oh, God, I've got to have you. God, I need you to touch me. I need you to feel me. God, you got to give me wisdom. You got to keep on going no matter what. No matter what you face and all, all of that, you just got to keep on going. Boy, listen, he said he'll give you eagle's wings. You can fly. You'll sail to the up, uh, up to heights. If you'll but trust the Lord, if you'll look to him. Oh, listen, he, he sets those wings, that great symbol of courage. And he flies and he can fly completely out of sight. That's amazing. You see, God gave him such an unusual. Uh, uh, an adult eagle, his eye, his eyeball is as big as a human being. But the thing is, an eagle can see eight times. He has eight times the vision of a human being. And scientists tell us that the way his eyes work, that as he's looking, he can see in a two to five mile radius and can see. And he can be completely out of our vision and still see a rabbit on the ground and descend and catch that rabbit. Just that guy. Because you see, God not only blessed him with that beautiful, with the ability to fly, but he gave him a 
unique vision that no other bird has. And God gives to his eagle saints a unique vision. They can see God doing something. Now, this building sitting here, and I, I'm, please understand, I'm not a prophet. But I saw this building before I ever left Georgia. I saw this building. And I drew the plan for this building. And the men over there decided, Brother Lavon, the guys who were there, we looked at several different plans. And I, I, was, I was almost, you know, I had set up late. I knew God laid them heart and laid it out. That was. God had showed me the building. I saw the building. I never had any question about it. Everybody else, you know, wanted. I, listen, when God gives you the vision, when it's God's vision, not a man's vision, but when it's God's vision, it's going to happen. All hell can come against you, but it's still going to happen. God's going to do that. I had people in the community say, that'll never happen. That'll never be there. But here it is. Is it because of, of me or anybody else? No, it's just God. But God let me see what he was going to do. And when God gives you a vision as an ego saint, boy, listen, you respond to his vision. That's what gives you the courage. It's not my ability. I, I, it's not your ability. But when God's got you flying on eagle's wings, boy, you can see a lot further than anybody else. I mean, you can see above the storm. You can see regardless of all the problems and difficulties, come, you know that. Listen, he's in spite of that storm, he builds, he stays. I, I got so many things I'm going to share with you and they're kind of all running together right now because my time's running out. But that, that great eagle is not only, when you're up on eagle's wings, not only that miracle, beautiful flight, not only that great vision that he gives to that Christian who's, who's an eagle saint, but there's something about the eagle that's unique in his character. That eagle has something. He is, he is loyal. He's loyal. You see, eagles, eagles mate like other birds do this, but eagles mate for life. And they will never abandon a wounded mate. They'll stay right by their side. They'll stay right with them and nurse them and help them, get them back to strength. When, when they mate, they start building a nest. And they use the same nest every year. And it may, some nest, uh, those who study the birds and all of that business, a lot of, a lot of eagle nests are, are, you know, several years old, 20, 25 years old. And the thing about it is they, they don't just build it and leave it. They improve it. They work on it year after year after year. And consequently, eagle nests, some of them, as they work on them, can weigh as much as two tons. I mean, they just kept adding on it, adding on it. It can be 20 feet across and 12 feet deep because they keep building and working on their home. And did you know that when you get married, that's just the start. And you and, and eagle saints understand that this is an ongoing process and they build and they are faithful. And God's people who are eagle saints are faithful. They are faithful, faithful to their husband and wife, faithful to their children. Faithful to their church, faithful to their God. And he said, if, if you, if you'll wait on the Lord, you'll become faithful. You won't, you won't run off and quit. You won't run off and throw in the towel. You'll keep on. Eagles, eagles are unique birds in in this sense. They, they nurture their little ones. Mom and dad both do that. And they, 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 Illustrate things for them. they. They show them how to jump off the nest to fly. 
They, they, you need, in other words, they teach their little ones by example. I was watching something on, on UNC TV not long ago about uh, the Cherokee Indians. And, and this guy was showing them some things about making a uh, bow and arrow or a dart gun or something. I forgot what it was. But the commentator said, if you'll notice, he didn't say a word. All the young Indian boys were around him. And he was working. And he said, they watch him day after day, day after day. And they do what he does. He teaches them by example. Now, mom and dad, I'm tell you something. You live your life in front of your children. You ought to give them instruction. You ought to teach them. But they're going to watch what you do. They're going to watch your attendance to the house of God. They'll watch your prayer life. They'll watch your Bible reading. They'll watch everything about you. And what you do is a lot more louder than what you say. Now, that doesn't mean they're always going to do like you do. But they're going to learn from you. They watch you. And that eagle lives. Eagle saints are an example. I preached yesterday morning to the teenagers on how to make a mark for Jesus. And he said this, be thou an example of the believers. And that word example, when you look at your Bible and you see the type set in there and you see words. And of course, things are done on computer now, but used to, they'd have, a, and they'd have the actual letters. And somebody years ago manually had to put a letter in for each letter that was going to appear on that page. And they'd set type. And then it would be rolled in some way or fashion with ink. And then that, that uh, press would put paper down on it. And the impression of that letter would be made on that paper with the ink. And that was a mark came from that type. And that's the same Greek word. It means to make a mark. Eagle saints make marks. They, they leave an example. And he said, you, you watch people. And I'm going to tell you something. People learn more from you about how you react to pressure than anything else. They learn more about you, how you react to problems and difficulties and heartaches that put under pressure than anything else. You, you get people in the right situation. You watch them pitch a fit and throw a Johnson County cussing fit. What's on the inside came out. You see. And when you get under pressure and you're going through problems and difficulties, it really manifests itself. And eagle saints, eagle saints are those who are faithful and loyal to the Lord no matter what. They're going to be faithful to him and, and serve him and, and do, be, be what he wants them to be for his, for his honor and glory. He said this, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Now, I don't know about you, but I, every now and then I strike a notion I'm going to exercise. Most time it's just before I go to the doctor or just after. Now, it used to, it was just after I went to him. But I got tired of him asking me, are you walking? So, if you walk two days before you go and he asks you, are you walking? You ain't lying if you say yes. No. Oh, Ray said the whole truth. He didn't ask me if I walked every day. He asked me, was I walking? I said, yeah, I walked. Yeah, I walked yesterday, man. I, I burned it up yesterday. <laughs> but now we're running a different story. I, I remember a few years ago, I was walking. And I got to where I'd walk over to the church and walk around the church and pray. And then I, 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 I'd try to jog back home because when you hit, if you always ask me, when you cross 40, it's downhill. <laughs> and I like... I, 
That's where I like to jog, jog downhill. But I found out something. Jogging downhill is dangerous. More so than walking or more, more than, more than running uphill because you're putting all your weight on that foot. And boy, I twisted my knee going out of hill. But I, I mean, you know, running wasn't very far. I'm like Marshall Barefoot. You won't catch me running unless something's after me. <laughs> but I do like to walk. But now watch this. I don't care who you are. How good a shape you're in. If you run, you will get weary. Even the youth will. I mean, they get tired after a while. But he said, if you're an eagle saint, you can run and not get weary. Why? Because you're not doing it in the energy of your flesh. You're going in the power of the Holy Ghost. And he's not just talking about physical running. He's talking about spiritual running. He'll renew our strength and we'll keep on keeping on for Jesus. Not only the running, but he said you can walk. You can walk. Notice what he said. He said you could walk and not faint. And that walk has to do with that daily drudgery, daily routine. That's what wears on you. That's what wears on you. It's just that everyday thing. But he said as as, as an eagle saint, he'll give you the strength that you can go through those everyday routine, mundane things. That you have to do in a spiritual sense and give you strength. You'll not be weary. You'll not faint. It's possible for the believer to do that. Now, why is it that we don't have that? Why is it that people don't experience that? He gives us this word back in verse number 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? Most of us have heard what I've said this morning. Heard it over and over again. It's not me, but it's the Lord. I I can do nothing, but it's him. We've all heard that. But he said this, he gives strength. He'll give strength. He gives power to the faint. It's a gift. And just like salvation, man, I can plead with people and plead with people and plead with people. And and I tell them how free it is. And it is free. All you got to do is receive it. All you got to do is claim. All you got to do is ask him and he'll save you. And he'll give it to you. Because it's a gift. And it breaks my heart. Breaks the Holy Ghost heart. God the Father. God the Son. When men and women, boys and girls, will not receive the free gift. But how much must it grieve the Holy Ghost when he watches me and you laboring, weary, tired, irritable, out of fellowship. And we keep on trying to go through the routine. And we won't allow him to give us his strength. Because we're going to still do it our way. We're not going to wait. We're not going to rely totally on him. We're not going to throw ourselves prostrate on him. We're not going to just turn it all over to him and let him do it through us. We're still trying to do it ourselves. Still trying to do it ourselves. Some of them have children. I remember one of the children one time. And we're trying to do something. I forget what it was. I think it's something very simple, like moving. We had a big old chair and tried to drag it up to the table. And boy, they pulled on it. And then they got behind it and pushed on it. And they pushed and pushed and pulled and pulled. Pushed and pushed and pulled and pulled. And finally just couldn't do it. And, and I, I said, what's wrong? And they said, I can't do it. I just can't do it. And then said, Daddy, will you help me? And I said, I will. I will. 
Now watch this. This is just the kids for you. And so when I got red help, climbed up and sat in the chair. They did. <laughs> I said, I thought I was supposed to help you. They said, just put me to the table. I picked up them and the chair and set them at the table. They that wait upon the Lord, just totally rely on him. He'll renew your strength. He'll carry you through what you got to go through. He'll help you to do what you need to do. But as long as you're fighting, as long as you're struggling, you can't have it. It takes total surrender. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Just give him everything. Cast your care on it. Will you bow your heads in prayer this morning?